It's not like trying to cram the whole design process into a shorter amount of time. It's about, for me, making intentional decisions on what are the important things that we absolutely need to do and we can't cut out of the design process and what are the things that maybe we can trade off and like make decisions quicker on. That's for me more about how I speed it up rather than like trying to literally design faster. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name is Femke. And in this episode today, we're going to talk about speeding up the design process. This actually came by way of a listener request uh, who emailed in and asked us, Hey, Charlie and Femke, I was wondering, what are your thoughts on speeding up the design process or simply how to design fast? I think it's very important to make fast design deliverables, either high or low fidelity, especially when we want to communicate multiple design alternatives. Yet it's not always so easy. I agree, this can be very difficult. And I've definitely had projects where I've had a lot of time to kind of cruise and sort of go through the full design process. But then I've also had to work on projects where there is a fast timeline or we've had to just get something out the door really quickly. So I'm keen to talk about this today and how like maybe our design processes kind of flex depending on the timelines that we have or due dates. So this should be interesting. But of course, before we get into the episode, we always begin with a little catch up, don't we? So how are you going, Charlie? How have things been? What's going on for you? First of all, I just love how very clearly you said catch mm. up. avoid the inevitable confusing our New Zealand accents yes 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 ketchup or something like that (laughs) I don't know yeah (laughs) um things have been going I mean I feel like I have nothing really new to report at the moment we're still on that weekly cycle of life just feeling the same all the time yeah 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 unlike you you've had a very exciting addition to your life (laughs) and so I feel like I would much rather seed my catch-up time and give it to you to tell us more about the new addition to your family. Oh, too kind. Yeah, I don't think I've talked about this on the show yet, have I? Um, for I those so. listening, we recently adopted a puppy. So that Yay. is the new addition to our little, 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 little family. She is at the moment nine weeks. We just picked her up a week ago. So we've had week one of puppy life. Um, but yeah, she is a Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever. For anyone who's familiar with that breed, it's quite a mouthful. I'm just going to call her a duck toller from now on. And her name is Kaya. And it's very strange to finally have a dog. I feel like this is something I've wanted and Owen and I have talked about for maybe two years. And I think we first contacted the breeder like a year ago. So this whole thing has been quite a long time coming and we just felt like We were ready. The time was right. We're spending a lot of time at home at the moment for obvious reasons. So we can be here to kind of, you know, raise her and things like that. So yeah, that's kind of my exciting news. And how's it been raising a puppy as well as working for the past week? (laughs) Yeah, it's been difficult. I won't lie. I mean, thankfully, Owen took the week off work for the first week so he could be there with her. But I'm even noticing that like I'm struggling to find time for the side projects I've committed to uh, and things like that and starting to realize that like my gut is starting to say no and declining any new requests coming through because honestly I really just want to spend time with my dog right now and bond with her and train her and so 
I feel like for the rest of the year, I probably will try and wind down things a little bit or maybe be more focused and not take on as much side project stuff. Uh, And then hopefully in the new year, once she's, you know, she'll be, I guess, four months by then, be able to kind of get stuck back into it. That sounds like it might be a good idea. Yeah, I can see how how that would be the case. Sadly, not something that I have experienced myself, but hope to one day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's so funny. She's like, she'll play for like two hours and then nap for two hours and then she's awake for two hours and then nap for two hours so like trying to coordinate my meetings like sometimes I'm on a meeting and I'm like playing with the dog in the background or like you know trying to keep her entertained so it's it's definitely difficult to focus and do like a structured eight hour workday at the moment won't lie like she needs to go to the toilet every hour outside and things like that but uh you know it's all part of the process it's all part of the fun I'm guessing that maybe that means you've had to um excuse me as I go into a segue speed up your design process to fit in time for this oh my gosh you are you are just hilarious I love your your forced segues it's amazing (laughs) um yeah speeding up the design process so I guess where do you want to start with this is this something that you've experienced where like you all of a sudden have to do things faster or maybe like unexpectedly things had to be turned around quicker like do you always get the freedom to do your end-to-end full design process or do you have these situations where it's like okay we just got to get things done now and we got to get through it there were two things that came to mind for me when I read this uh, listener email one was the fact that my design process has sped up as I've progressed in my career things have gotten easier some stages of the process and I can make design decisions faster than when I started. So like, I think there's a natural speeding up to the design process as you progress. So we could talk about that, but also, yes, there is times where like there's some projects that need to be done faster than others. And so I kind of have two different variations of my design process. One, which is the ideal where like, you know, I'm not going to move at a glacial pace. I still want to (laughs) get the thing done and move on to other things, but you know, I take more time with it. And then one version of the process when there is a strict deadline in place and we've just got a freaking hustle on the thing. Um, so yes is the answer to your question, I suppose. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I'm actually experiencing a bit of this right now where there's a project that's kind of been going on and off since like the beginning of the year and it's like another designer on the team was doing it and then like they weren't doing it anymore and then it was kind of like left you know floating in the abyss and et cetera et cetera and then finally like I guess three weeks ago um like product and design leadership came to me and they were like okay we need we want to get this done by the end of the year like how can we do that this project's been like on and off all year long let's just like get it done and we were like okay well it's probably going to take like seven weeks of engineering time if we need a backdate from like know the holiday period it needs to be done like pretty much now basically uh and so I realized okay well I have at that time I was like okay I have like three four weeks to do this to to hand it off to engineering in time to get it done by the end of the year and rarely my projects will be done in four weeks like at uber often it's like typical for a project to take about three months so four weeks is definitely a lot quicker and so similar to kind of what you were saying, I was like, okay, well, we're going to do my expedited version. Oh, I like that term. Yeah. Of the design process. Like we, we're not going to have the time or resources available to like go and do foundational research and like talk to 
restaurants, who is, which is who we were designing this for. And so instead, I'm, I'm doing this, first of all, actually, this is also kind of relevant. I'm doing this along with another designer. So we decided to collaborate. So there's two of us. So that way we can get it done quicker. Uh, and we decided to kind of approach it like design sprint style. And we set out like, okay, here's the four week timeline. Here's the milestones we want to have at the end of each week. This is what we want to progress and achieve within each week. We're going to set up daily check-ins at like 12 o'clock. Every Friday afternoon, we're going to do like a design review for one hour and we're just going to get it done. And so I think we're on like week three of this process as I'm talking about this right now. So we've got like a week and a half left and, uh, I mean, it's working, it's, it's going well so far. And like the product and design stakeholders that we have are really bought into this to help us get it done. That sounds like there's a lot of different things here that you've done then in this expedited process. It sounds like not only are you spending less time on each phase, I mm, guess, of yeah. the process, but you're also taking a different like structure to the way that you're approaching the project yep. has, has changed too. Yeah, definitely. And I find like, that's often for me what helps speed up the design process it's not things like designing quicker or like being faster with your mouse or whatever you know like it's not like trying to cram the whole design process into a shorter amount of time it's about for me making intentional decisions on what are the important things that we absolutely need to do and we can't cut out of the design process and what are the things that maybe we can trade off and like make decisions quicker on that's for me more about how I speed it up rather than like trying to literally design faster that makes sense there is like there has to be trade-offs right that's exactly just a fact when it comes to this I had this situation last quarter there was a bunch of pages we needed to get out and we decided that we were going to do them like quickly we weren't going to take as much time and care with them as we usually do because the purpose of these pages was so that we'd have something up quickly for google to see and start ranking like in search engines Mm -hmm. for particular search terms obviously i still wanted them to be good pages but it meant that these weren't like our home page right where there's a bunch of traffic coming to it every day and it's like the face of our brand and i want to be like super careful and and intentional with it These are pages that I was like, okay, we're going to do them quickly. We're going to have the right information on them, but we just can't take as much time to be as creative or yeah. Yeah. Creative, I guess, is the word for it as we usually are. So it was a lot of, for me, using existing components, using existing illustration styles, existing like page structure styles in a way too, to, to get them out there and, and get the content done quickly. So there wasn't time for me to, sit and reinvent things and be like, Ooh, what could be the best way to do this? Yeah. I found it was a lot of designing from the gut, which it sounds like when you talked about like foregoing the research part of the process, sounds like maybe it's what it is for you too. Yeah. When you move fast, I I feel like it's your whole design career has come down to this. And like, you've been training (laughs) all of the long projects that you've done where you have taken your time and you've been like figuring things out. This is what they feed into is that your gut has been trained now and you can make fast decisions and you've just got to go with it and trust it. Because if you take time to question or like explore too much, you're slowing down and you're going to run out of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a muscle that you, you know, continue Mm -hmm. massaging and improving. And I find also with these like quick turnaround projects is often we're also like as a team, we tend to be in the mindset of like, look, 
let's just get something out there. It's an experiment and we'll, we'll see how it goes. And then if it's going well, we can invest more resources into it. But for now, let's just kind of do, I guess, like the MVP or the bare minimum, get something out the door and then take it from there. Okay, so why then? And like, I have my own answers to this, but I'm curious to know what yours are. Why can't we do this all the time? Why can't we always have our design process running at the speed if we've got our good like guts that we can trust and these processes we can put in place to make the whole process faster? Why don't we do it all the time? Oh my gosh, that's such a good challenging question. And I'm, I don't know if I have an immediate answer to that. I guess my response to that would be that there's a time and a place for those scrappy MVP kind of quick iterative designs and projects and then I think there's also a time and place to invest more do something zero to one something new from the ground up be more innovative challenge the space learn more about it um I'm trying to think like what is the the crutch there that like seg like segues those two I don't know I'm trying to think what do you what do you think my answer is similar to yours and that there is a time and a place for both types of design process and project but I think that you cannot have the speedy expedited process without the gut training longer taking your time with it taking your care doing some experimenting being more creative type of project alongside it or every now and then I suppose because one if you continue just doing the speedy design process I think your design is going to get stagnated mm. more quickly uh, because you're not taking the time to explore and think of new ways of doing things um, you're just using like your knowledge of what's worked in the past or you know existing elements that sort of thing but also just as a designer I think that we need that creative freedom every now and then even if it can't be for every project like that is what fuels us and what keeps us going and is the reason that we have these guts that we have and can work on the faster processes. So I found that from this quarter of, you know, speedy designs, like getting things done quickly, going with the gut, not much exploring, not much experimenting. And then into this quarter where, as we talked about in a previous episode, I've had a promotion and I am now the creative director. And so I'm working on less hands-on design projects right now as we're working on hiring and all this other stuff. But I'm finding that that combined with the fact I just spent a quarter doing these fast design stuff, I'm feeling creatively stifled, I guess, at the moment might be a word for it. I'm like just dying to dig my dig my hands into some pixels of a really complex and fun design problem that I can explore and be creative with and, and flex those muscles. I think we need that. I think we need that every now and then in order to stay good designers who can speed up when necessary. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I I definitely agree. I feel like also sometimes it can be tricky to align that with the business goals or like the business needs. Like sometimes, you know, my product manager will come to me like, we need this done. You know, here's a project. We need fast turnaround. And maybe I'm like, oh, but I really want to spend time like going through the whole design process and being creative and trying new things and exploring and being innovative. But sometimes we just don't have the time or capacity or resource to do that because of, you know, whatever business reason. Um, and so, yeah, I, ideally you get the creative space and freedom to do that when you want to. But I find in my experience, it doesn't, doesn't always align that way, unfortunately. 
yeah, you're right. I think it doesn't. Then it's up to us, I guess, to try and sneak as much of that into a quick process <laughs> as we can. Yeah. Because that's like one of the trade-offs, right? Is that if we continue going down this path of me not exploring and not being creative, then we're going to start to have diminishing returns on mm-hmm. on doing things quickly because my designs aren't going to be as good. I'm not going to be as happy. I'm not going to be as motivated or productive. You know, we've got to got to balance that and get things done. And sometimes it's worth taking an extra day just to explore if it's going to yep. mean that all of those things um, come into place. Yeah. I find for my like sped up expedited process, and I'm curious if it's the same for you too, there's certain parts that I can eliminate easier than others. Like uh, for example, in my process, when I'm doing a quick design, I allow myself far less time for wireframing. I basically only let myself do one or two options. It has to be like, okay, what does your gut say is the best way to arrange this information on the page? Okay, that's what you came up with. Let's go ahead and do the visual design part of it. But I find that the visual design, getting the balance of, you know, the exact pixels and colors and, and, you know, placement right is really hard to speed up. (laughs) So like, like you said before, you can't just design faster. So... Yeah, for me, I take a lot of the time out of that wireframing process, which is where I'm perhaps being more exploratory and challenging myself to think up new and creative ways to display information. So I'm curious to hear what parts of your process you tend to take the time from more. Yeah, so a few parts of the design process that come to mind, similar to you, like I can sort of skip a little bit the the wireframing phase, especially we have quite a robust design system. So I can just immediately pull in a button, for example, like a high fidelity button that's ready to go. So sometimes I might sort of jump straight to mid to high fidelity. I feel like another part that I like expedite a little bit is the research part. Uh, We have so much research already, like we have a whole library of existing research and so instead of like always requesting new research to be done I can just go and check what's been done in the past and usually there is like something that can be related uh, or can definitely inform some of the design decisions that I'm trying to make so I can skip kind of like let's do the new research no I can go and see what's been done already and that can help inform the decisions so that's also a part that I can make a little bit faster Um, I feel like I can also quicker make some design decisions uh, similar to to what you were saying I think where it's like okay instead of doing 10 options let's just do like two and like just make a decision and go usually I'll do a few explorations and go deep into each um, but instead I will just do like two at the top level make a decision and then go deep into one only so I'm not like going deep into like lots of different explorations Um, so yeah that's usually where I kind of make those quicker decisions that makes sense yeah sounds similar similar to me but different obviously because you're a UX designer versus me being web designer right yeah what do you think I'm curious does engineering play any role in this for you yes because I know that also and this is another reason why I take the time from that exploratory creative wireframing stage because I know that the longer I spend coming up with really unique and like cool, different ways to present information, mm-hmm. the harder they're probably going to be to build. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when you're needing to get projects out the door quickly, another reason why, you know, the ones this past quarter have been using elements very similar on existing pages or whatever. It just made the build process faster as well. That I wasn't introducing new components and like, you know, a new language way of doing things a lot of the time. 
every now and then I couldn't help myself and I was like, this just needs to happen. Can we please just build it quickly? <laughs> but, you know, um, for the most part, I tried very hard and, and was, was conscious of that for sure as I was designing because that is an important like part of it, right? You, a project isn't done when you're finished with it. You need to right. consider speeding up the next phase too. Yeah. Yeah. This has become quite a like influence in the project I'm currently working on. Like we originally approached it with like, you know, okay, let's do all these changes and bring in these new things and like new paradigms or whatever. And our product manager was like, well, if we want to do all of that, like we need then like backend engineering support, which we don't have. Like for the rest of the year, we only have availability from the front end team. So we decided to focus, okay, let's just only do like front end changes and not introduce any new like backend complexities. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, that's an important part of being on a team, right? Is that you can't be like, well, I designed this super complex thing really fast. Mm. So now you have to build it fast. <laughs> right, exactly. But if you're introducing like suddenly we want to pull these new like, I don't know, data things from the back end or like connect this mm -hmm. API or stuff like that's extra work rather than just like, okay, let's focus on the front end. Let's use the existing like components we have, but we're just maybe reordering the like hierarchy or like architecture or like visual design on the page. That's sort of more what we're focusing on now. Yeah, basically it's compromises all over the show when you've got to speed up the process, for sure. For sure, yep. Do you worry, I don't know, I'm, I'm projecting this on you and I'm posing <laughs> it as a question, but really it's a statement. I'll just say it as a statement, how about that? I worry that in speeding up the design process, it lowers standards. And for those outside of the process, like outside of the ones like creating this thing, they can start to see, okay, well, you got it done this quickly, so let's just always do it this quickly. And we didn't need to take the time to explore this time, so why do we ever need to do that, you know? I worry that that can happen when we do too many projects on this expedited timeline. Yeah, I, I definitely have like felt that experience where like everyone on the team is feeling, you know, like rushed and, and there's just lots of projects to get through. I'll be honest, like especially with like, you know, at Uber Eats, it's been wild this year. Like, you know, business has been great in this pandemic. And so there's been a lot of like internal, like we need to just get this done and get everything done really quickly. Um, and so, yeah, I think like after like eight months or whatever of that now, some of the design teams feeling like, well, okay, but you know, can, when, when, when's this going to slow down a little bit? Or like we miss doing the sort of zero to one, like, you know, longer, big, more strategic visionary projects. And so I agree. I think like you can get in this like rhythm and routine of always doing these quick iterative cycles. And I, I don't think as a designer, that's sustainable nor fun to be doing that like all the time. I think like one thing that I try to keep in mind is when I'm doing these quick cycles and quick turnarounds is once it's launched and once it's out there, like what was the business impact? You know, like did it actually work well? Did we reach the goal or like did it flop? And like clearly then we should have invested more time into it. And so I think there's also a bit of a learning experience once it's out there to see like, well, is the process we took, was that effective? Was that the right decision? Like did we reach the goals or did we not reach the goals? Maybe we should have spent more time on it. Uh, and so yeah, I don't know. I try to look at it from that perspective as well. And like, if we reach the goal, then I guess maybe it was the right thing to do. That makes sense. And uh, for those listening, you might hear little baby Kaya in the background. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll all get over it. I want to ask you something else, Fam, because in the question that this listener sent through, 
they mentioned learning like how to operate the design tool fast, learning the shortcuts and mm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And you, you sort of glossed over it when we were talking before the show and you were like, well, I don't, you know, don't think that's relevant. And I was like, ooh, interesting. Because to me, being able to bring your ideas to life faster. So like, you know, the tool getting out of the way and not you thinking, okay, how do I do this thing? I've got this idea in my head. How do I make it happen? I think that does speed up your design process. And that's honestly something that I would like to get better at. I think I'm very lazy when it comes to learning a tool and like learning all the shortcuts. This is why I only make <laughs> 101 tutorials on my YouTube channel to introduce a tool to people. Because I am <laughs> in no way a power user. Like I'm like, okay, I know how to do these things and I can like hack my way around whatever I need to do. So I, I don't bother like going deep on the shortcuts and the, the speed and things like that. But I think it could help for me personally. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I guess for me, like, I'd rather invest time in, how would you describe it, like, techniques or um, skills rather than, like, tools or, like, using tools quickly. Like, I'd rather be able to quickly create a prototype. Like, to me, that doesn't mean I need to get quick at creating, like, at, at using Figma or, like, using a prototyping tool. It's just, okay, how can I quickly make a prototype? Um, and so I guess I view it more from that angle of like the, the skill or like the, the thing that I want to get done rather than like how I'm going to do it, I suppose. That makes sense. But also in order to make the prototype quickly, you need to know how to use the tool quickly, right? Well, I guess I more am coming from it of like, what is an effective, minimal, viable prototype I could create? Right. Rather than thinking about how to make it perfectly. Yes. Or like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That does make sense. And I think that as well, when we're in the midst of these fast projects, like that's, that's not the time to learn the shortcuts and like learn the things to, to make your process faster. Like this is stuff that we should be doing sort of as ongoing skill upkeep in a way. uh, So that when the time comes, we've got it all there to, to lean on. Um, which is why it's important for me to, you know, keep building up the discipline mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. being motivated, doing Pomodoros when needed, whatever, like finding focus, building that muscle of, of finding focus. It's not that it's always vital that I'm a hundred percent focused all the time, you know, but there does come phases in projects where you need to like knuckle down and get your shit together. And that is when all the training that you've done not only in terms of your design and, and building your gut for designing design decisions, but also the focus and the motivation and the work ethic comes into play as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you framed that. I think for me, it's also about like knowing the trade-offs and like what are the most important, effective, like bits in my design process that like absolutely should not be traded off. Like those are the bits that we know can help us make decisions quicker Mm-hmm. versus like you know the things that are like maybe a bit more nice to have or um you know a bit more takes time to do so again I think what we've talked about a lot in this episode is it takes time and experience and like building that muscle to kind of get better at this and improve over time and I, I would agree with you I think over time naturally my design process is getting a little bit quicker like every time I do a new project like you know i get a bit more confident I know the ropes a little bit more and I can make faster decisions so 
if you're listening to this and you're, you know, early on in your career and you're worried you're taking too long, don't worry. Like you will learn uh, over time how to make quicker decisions and how to utilize the, the design process within the timelines that you have. And also like it'll vary based on the project as well and how mm-hmm. like if I don't get a quick like flash of inspiration and like immediately know what to do for a project, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad designer or anything like that. It just means that it didn't strike me that time. Maybe it was my mood was wrong that day or like I didn't eat the right breakfast or just, I don't know, I'm not in that mental state for it. That can happen too. And you might find naturally some projects take longer than others. It's not that every single project you do is going to be faster than the rest. Um, Because I think when you're in creative roles, that's just a part of of it, right? And it's a part of, of... of what happens totally well i would love to hear before we end if there's anything um that you can call out that is essential to your process because we've talked about the parts <laughs> that we cut down on and you mentioned before like knowing which parts you absolutely have to make sure to keep could you quickly touch on that which parts you do have to make sure get done yeah i guess the sort of exploratory phase is probably what yep. i always keep like you know having a few different directions and making some decisions mm-hmm. on the direction we're going to go And then I suppose also the refining stage, like I'm not going to hand off a half-baked design to the engineers. Uh, So making sure that the designs are refined into like high fidelity, I've got all the components I'm using, handing off properly, things like that. Um, I guess like basic design quality, I would call that throughout the project is something that I probably would not compromise. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's probably the main two things that I would keep in my design process. What about you? I think similar, but I would also maybe add um, the communication step. For me, mm-hmm. it, like it's, it's a tempting thing to skip. The like, you know, setting up for me, I put things into Envision and like leave little tour points throughout the design for people to like ex- explain and understand certain parts and doing a write up of what I'm intending, like questions I have for feedback. If I ever just be like, ah, it's no time, just, just share it, just share the thing, uh, have a look inevitably it leads to confusion it might lead to me having to change something that I didn't actually need to change it was just that I didn't explain it properly so someone thought it wasn't in there but it was or you know it can lead to that sort of stuff and extra debate so the more time that I can take to clearly communicate my design decisions to the team the like honestly less feedback they usually have it usually like gets them on board with what I've done because they've seen that I've thought through it clearly and they can like trust that it's going to be the right solution for the problem. Yeah. So that's a part I don't skip yeah. anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, this has been an interesting, good topic. You know, listeners, we chose this topic like five minutes before we started recording. So I think we did pretty well talking about this off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fem was outside with the dog. I was at the supermarket right before recording this. Yeah, it's great. If, if you want to send in any topics to hear us talk about, I don't actually know. I think this one might have come in a long time ago and we've just sort of had it in our list as a possibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you want to get yours onto this list, you can email us. We're hello at designlife.fm. You could also send us a tweet to at designlife.fm on the Twitter. Yeah, and you can listen to our show on any podcast app. I mean, wherever you're listening to this right now, duh, obviously. You can can listen to it there. (laughs) Um, But thank you, as always, for listening. Charlie, until we speak again next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.